Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. I'm Adam Lazarine. I'm here with my co-hosts, two, two hosts, better than co-hosts, Joe Copeland and Dustin Moore. Yo. Yeah, it's good to have you with us today. We are excited, no matter, and I'll take this from a guy that I listen to on a regular basis, Colin Cowherd. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, um, of he says, wherever you may be and however, however you may be listening, we're glad that you're here. And oh, so I can go. steal that from him. Oh. Wherever you are and Smart. however you are listening uh, or watching, mm-hmm. we're glad that you're with us. Uh, looking forward to today. Uh, got a lot to get through, but um, first of all, let's um, talk about what's going on with us. What's yeah. going on? Oh man, my workouts are still going strong. I'm excited to start kind of another little round of just really dialing in with you guys. Yeah, uh, you know, I I like I love doing challenges with you guys because that's like one of the best motivators for me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it works very, very well for you guys. Um, so all three of us are kind of kind of. We're uh, buckling in and really going to uh, go at it again. Kind um, of like we, we each have personalized challenges Yeah, in, in a sense. I'm uh, still working on mine. Yeah. <laughs> My list has changed since we started. Yeah. <laughs> Is that even pot? Is that fair? Yes, <laughs> sure. it is. Sure. Okay. If you're doing your own. The only rules are there are no rules. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, for me, Dustin Moore, I have the 50 more challenge because we did our, what was it? 60 day challenge at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm putting myself through another 50. Um, it's not going to be completely what we did and it's not going to be completely what I thought it might be at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of working through some things and mine is going to be a mixture of health and nutrition, uh, prioritizing wanting to lose weight. I have an ideal date and weight goal to try and hit within yeah. a couple months. And so I'm going to be striving to reach that. And uh, on top of that, just working through some, some personal growth and, yeah. and learning and educating myself. So for sweet. Sure. I love that. Good for you, Dustin. 50 more. So is that like 50 more pounds or 50 more reps? or <laughs> I, I don't know that I have 50 more to lose yeah, dude, you'd be way because, too uh, man, you know, I'd be too intimidating. Um, you would have no butt. With all the muscle that would just be revealed, you know. Yeah, it just, we don't want that happening. We don't want that happening. Um, what What about you, Joe? What, what's your challenge? Um, I'm Mine is the Copeland quit eating like a 12-year-old challenge. Oh, yeah, I like how you toned down the name. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, in the group that I texted, it was maybe a little bit more uh, aggressive. Uh, there was PG-13 rated. a rated. little more emotion put behind his yeah. an original title. Just No, no ever since we got back from vacation, I, I've my workouts are freaking dialed in. I'm killing it. I'm, I'm gaining muscle. I know I am. Yeah. I'm gaining strength in mm-hmm. every lift, uh, but I can't string together seven just good days of nutrition you know i'll do really good for a couple days and then so i guess that's that's what happens when i'm the difference between what i choose to eat when i'm in a challenge versus when i'm off a challenge yeah for this year anyways it seems to be like like that um i'm do really really good for a couple days and then i'll have a bad day and then i'll get back on the train for another five days 
so that's why I like these challenges mm-hmm. that we do together is just because it, it helps me from, like I've said before, grabbing that thing as I walk by my daughter's plate. Oh, you're not going to eat all of your chicken nuggets? Maybe I'll eat a Maybe couple I'll of Maybe I'll eat yeah. that dinosaur-shaped you know, like one. Dude, yeah. she loves dino nuggets. Dino nuggets. Dino nuggies. Yeah. Fish, yeah. yeah, fish sticks. I don't know. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet, but I'm sure we will. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, fish sticks. That's a not. weird deal, but uh, I kind of like fish sticks. I don't know. Hey, listen. But. I. Yeah, I think collectively we have the palate of a 12-year-old <laughs> between the three of us. So uh, hey, there is that. True. So, uh, Adam, you haven't yeah. quite figured out what you want to do for no, the challenge? No, I, I will tell you guys uh, and our listeners what I sent back to you guys. I said, what if I just put everything that I know about fitness, nutrition, and my spiritual life into practice? <laughs> into <Yes>. practice. <laughs> that would be a, a good challenge. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The so practice yeah, what you preach challenge. Yeah, that go. would be a good one uh, for the preacher. Um, yeah, but the, I like uh, the up and Adam challenge. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. I told, that was yeah, so called, clever. Up and Adam, that yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said named it um yeah i don't know i'm i'm gonna have to dial that in get it to you guys because it is Mm -hmm. it is good to do it together uh, do a challenge together and you know i think part of it for me especially because i'm getting back into working out after having to take those couple months off Mm -hmm. you know i'm I'm officially back in routine um probably have done more in the last week than i was beforehand and the lactic acid is setting in i'm feeling it i'm feeling the soreness i've got a couple of full workouts in under my belt and uh i'm excited and i'm ready to keep keep pushing that but i also know that i need to stay motivated and so this challenge is going to help push me to getting back in the groove almost of where i was um Hopefully not. I don't want to phrase that I'm catching up to where I was because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've lost that much ground. No. But really taking that next step. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, um, we want to just let you know that we we feel the pain. We Mm -hmm. feel the struggle. Exactly. Um, Every week it's a a new – kind of every day is a new day, but every week is really a new week for fitness. That's true. Yeah. uh, You kind of have to dial it in on your own or get some help. Yeah. You know, so. and and our challenge to you guys can be this: like, if if you need that extra motivation, come up with a, a set of rules for yourself to put yourself into practice, or yeah. or to discipline yourself in such a way to um, strive towards a, a goal. I had a church member that I was talking with about my fifty day challenge, which I started Sunday, um, and and we got to talking and she said, you know, I could probably use something like that. And so I sent her a picture of the ch- list of rules that I'm doing for my challenge. Yeah. And I think she's going to tag along with it. Cool. Um, and so maybe not, maybe not everything in the challenge because yeah. mine's obviously personally tailored, but, uh, I think it, it would be a good practice for us all just to have this middle of the year post summer, yeah. just a little reset, finish strong. Yeah. Yeah. I am yeah. determined to be under where I was when we left the first challenge by the, by January, and so I'm yeah. doing everything in my mm, power not to get back to where I was um, when I lost all the weight in like, January. Right. For first. me, I know I have the specific goal, and, and I'll just throw it out there. I don't know if he listens, but um, I have a cousin who's getting married in the middle of October, and uh, I am supposed to be officiating his wedding. Oh, it's a first for me. Congratulations. Um, and and I, before that, I kind of have this goal of I want to be at the healthiest weight that I've been by that time. Yeah. And so cool. I'm I'm not far <clears throat> off. Roughly as of this morning, counting the water weight and stuff that I've gotten yeah. from adding some water in. Uh, honestly, I'm 
sitting what like 12 13 pounds up from where i was and so my goal is to crush that get back down to the healthiest weight that i that i have been and then um if i don't do it before then push further i really would like to see myself in the year out at the healthiest weight I've ever been. Yeah. yeah, so that when we get to the Shape Up and Faith Challenge or whatever it's called, uh, mm-hmm. the the challenge that we did last time, none of us have to like go, oh, we need to do the challenge exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be a, a yeah. milestone for yeah. all of us. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of potential ahead of us, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Sure. And so that's kind of what we're going to be pointing at today. So yeah, as Joe, we, why don't you as break start, us in with that? As we start this challenge together, we're talking about how – what what factors in our life can we improve to maximize our potential for these upcoming months? And so that's what I want to talk about today is, is are the, the factors of potential. So different ways that one, that we can control our potential or enhance yeah. our potential. And then there's also, I want to also talk about some ways um, that just genetically we're predisposed to a certain amount of potential. So mm-hmm. there's actu- actually, um, and I'll, I don't know the name of it, but there's, a formula out there that, that somebody created that um, you you input your height, weight, your mm-hmm. wrist or circ- your wrist circumference, your forearm circumference, your bicep com- circumference, um, and I think ankle, and it puts into a formula of your genetic potential for muscle growth. So it, if you have these okay. numbers, this uh, um, generally this is about the biggest that your biceps will ever be, or the biggest that your thighs will ever be. And it's actually really cool. And from what I what I've seen, <laughs> what I've seen it is it's very accurate um, from people kind of comparing it to themselves. I want to do this. I'm now. surprised I'm he see. didn't jump up and I'll run out of up. this room to go do it right this second, <laughs> just so he can pause see. the podcast. Yeah. We have to we yeah. have to go get a custom you know thing to measure with, just because the biceps are so. <laughs> yeah, big we don't have them. Yeah. We're just not <laughs> equipped. Fifty for more, that Dustin. Here. Fifty more. Fifty more. <laughs> Anyway, more push-ups. So there are there are factors that we can control, um, but there's also some that we don't. So let's yeah. just um, dive into it. And I, I want to start with the genetic factors. So things that okay. our gene, the way our genes have been expressed in our life, in our body, um, that can control basically yeah. how much muscle we can have, mm-hmm. um, and and also even just how fast we can get it. And so I think it's important if if you hear me saying this and you're like, oh, I don't. I don't have a desire to reach my maximal potential. I just want to be healthy. That's fine. But what this information can help you with is maybe how quickly your body will let you um, get to that point that you want. Okay. Or um, maybe help you learn to do how to do the right things to make the most amount of your time, basically. Sure. So I hope that makes sense. Um, So first genetic factor that, um, that tells us about uh, how our body will look and how much how our muscles look is the origin and insertion points of our muscles. Um, Adam, I'm sure you you have plenty of experience in that in your athletic training world. Yes. Yeah. And so everybody genetically have mm-hmm. different size muscle bellies and different origin, uh, basically where their okay. muscle is attached in an insertion where it's attached on the other side. Correct. So. It's it's around the same area for everybody, but it may be it is different different though. to each individual. Yeah. 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 So if I'm let me just put it to you this way: if I was going to palpate or uh, find a landmark on your body mm-hmm. for a a test that I was going to test a ligament or something, mm-hmm. the 
it's all going to be in the same position yeah. anatomically, but mm-hmm. you know, on a microscopic level, those insertion points may be different from yeah. you and I. Yeah. I will never know that from just a general, let me, you know, put my no. hands here and do yeah. this and, and do this test on you to test your ligament. Okay. Or, yeah. So I, I see what you're saying, but yeah. I think it's important for people to know generally it's going to be in the same spot for yeah. everyone, of course, but it's yeah. going to be different on a different, on a level that we can't yeah. tell. But what that does is it changes the muscle belly length. Yes. Um, and so if you've seen someone like flex their bicep and it looks like they just have a fist or a rock right there where the bicep is, they generally have a shorter muscle belly. So whenever the bicep mm-hmm. muscle is contracted there, it's a shorter muscle belly. So it, it kind of balls up a little bit better than somebody okay. who would say have a longer muscle belly who more so just takes up most of their forearm rather than just a ball of muscle. Does that make sense? Yeah, it so I'm does. Sure you can kind of the see mirror makes sense now. Thank you. <laughs> so which one are you? Uh, not the one that has the ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I generally like, as you're explaining it and, and I don't know, cause what do I know in reality? Uh, but no, I would venture to guess that my muscle bellies tend to be, I guess, longer. Yeah. So with with people who are just naturally taller, longer limbed type yeah. stuff, they're going to have longer muscle bellies than somebody who's a little bit uh, shorter or squatty. Shout out um, to me. And have like shorter arms. So obviously if you have short forearms or short um, upper arms, your muscle belly is going to be shorter. So that means it's going to look stronger mm-hmm. than if, say, you had much longer upper arms yeah, uh, where the bicep is stretched out a little bit more. Okay. So that's just a genetic factor that we can't control. Um um, and then the next one is bone size. So mm-hmm. people are genetically predisposed to, or I don't even know if that's the right word, genetically have larger and thicker bones than other people. And that's not something that we can really con- control. We can sure. exercise and st- put stress on the bones that will strengthen them, but there is not going to be a whole lot of circumference growth to the bones. Would you mm-hmm. agree to that, Adam? Yeah. Otherwise, as your muscles grew, you, your, your bones bone would structure would grow yeah. and that would be yeah. uh, problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have like acromegaly where you're, you're just producing a ridiculous amount of um, human count? growth hormone. hormone, yeah. uh, And that's like uh, Andre the Giant or even like Tony Robbins. They have massive bone structures because their bo- their bones just continue to grow through. Right. But that's um, very mm. uncommon. This so. is, that's one subject that I've always found interesting because regardless of how big I have been at various points in in my fitness journey and everything, um, and regardless of muscle growth that I've seen, like I always go back to, I look at my own wrists and like Mm -hmm. my wrists to me feel tiny compared to, you know, like my bicep, my thigh, like anything else. And it will, like there's, (laughs) there's not much there for me, but it's, it's made me go back and wonder like, Hmm, I wonder how much my, my bone structure, you know, yeah. is set out to be able to support. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Hopefully yeah. you can help me yeah. somewhat, Dr. Joe. Yeah. But uh, basically the bigger genetic, the the bigger j- bones you have, the more muscle they're going to be able to support. So people who have larger, thicker bones are going to be able to support more muscle. So, sure. um, I want to talk about muscle fiber types. So um, genetically we are born with, some people are born with more type one muscle fibers, which are the slow twitch type of muscle fibers. And some people are born with uh, what's called the fast twitch muscle fibers, which are 
Um, and so the difference between slow twitch and fast twitch or slow twitch muscle fibers are um, for long endurance type um, mm-hmm. running. They don't uh, they don't require a whole ton of energy to produce. Um, okay. And then the fast twitch muscle fibers are for short, quick, powerful bursts of movement. So basically you know, a long distance type thing versus a sprinter having the, okay. the type or, uh, do we have both of those? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So everybody has both, but some people genetically are, um, better at long distance running. Have you ever met somebody okay. who's just like, they can naturally just get up and run for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he just has to look in the mirror. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um, what if we were to say this, if you've ever been to a track meet, and you yeah. look at the long distance runners and their body type. Sure. Uh-huh. And then you look at the sprinters and yeah. their body type. Yeah. You put them side by side. They both are running events, but exactly. they're doing different things mm-hmm. because they're probably genetically predisposed to do those things better. Exactly. One or the other. Exactly. And yeah. so that would be a good way to to think about those muscle fiber types. Exactly. Even your bone structure, you know, how you're genetic genetically built. Mm-hmm. Um and, so and even those people within us, right? Like within like obviously we're not sprinters we're not long distance runners either neither but um even within us and what we do right with what training we do do you joe see a leaning one way or potentially another yeah for sure i mean i i do pretty much all strength training and and power training and stuff like that so i have definitely trained my fast twitch muscles that fast twitch absolutely yeah yeah and Adam, people. what about, cause I know like, I guess what I'm thinking about with you is, is I know you swim yeah. and you swim pretty good distance. I mean, more than I can. And, uh, and like, so to your credit, I almost read into that as a form of endurance training. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the, I think where I, where I differ is I only do that probably once a week, maybe okay. twice a week. And so I I try to do that just to keep some balance to yeah. those muscle yeah. fibers um, because I do have to use different of course. muscle fibers okay. and a different um, – Sure. It's an anaerobic – or is it an- – It's aerobic. Aerobic yeah. instead of mm-hmm. anaerobic system yeah. to do that swim. And so, um, you know, if I were if I were to go to the doctor, you know, he would – he would look and go, I'm not techni- I'm not going to really do a whole lot of worrying about your heart because you basically mm-hmm. give yourself a stress test once a week. Exactly. Right. You know, and, yeah. and that's kind of how I look at it. And so it's just to achieve a little bit of balance okay. in my workouts, yeah. because if I don't do that, then I don't, I don't want to hit the pavement or hit the treadmill like you. Um, kudos to you because thank you. Uh, maybe my joints are just older. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So what about, I know I'm throwing a lot of what ifs. Sorry. Uh, but what about like, uh, I know there's several people in the gym that we work in, work out in, um, who it seems like they're there and they work out every day. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like they come in, they move some weights and leave. Like they work out, Mm -hmm. but they don't ever hit that point of like soreness. They don't ever hit. Would you say that they tend to lean towards that fast twitch type of muscle where do you think that gives them a benefit in that area? I guess. Um, I probably wouldn't word the question like that because uh, everybody has a certain amount of fast twitch and slow twitch muscle fibers, sure. and basically you get good at the one that you train the most. Um, so people like that that just seem like freaks about they never get sore, they're constantly training hard. 
most of that is they just genetically they're really good at recovering okay. whether, which is a mix of a bunch of stuff that we're about to talk about um and so uh, i like the questions but uh yeah let's move on yeah no, no that's fine with um people to ask like okay i'm generally good at endurance stuff but i really want to work on you mm-hmm. know power training or quick short, short bursts of movement mm-hmm. um you can train your slow twitch fibers to be better at fast twitch type movement um okay so i mean you're going to get better at whatever you train and in, in the method sure. that you train at um you can't change a slow twitch muscle fiber to a fast twitch muscle fiber the science is still kind of out on that but it hasn't been proven yet um, but you mm-hmm. can make a slow twitch fiber work more like a fast twitch and same thing vice versa okay so basically just you're going to adapt to whatever t- type of training stimulus to give yourself sure um so let's talk about some lifestyle things that we can change um those things were genetic factors that we can't control really yeah um for the most part the things that we were predisposed to uh the, the way they were expressed when we were born Mm-hmm. And so there are some things that we can um, control to maximize our training effectiveness, to maximize our muscle building. Um, okay. And so let's get into that. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm still trying to put this into words that that fit and okay. this whole deal about potential because, and I'm looking at something on my computer because I use the internet and it has to be true <laughs> on right. the internet. Um and let me just throw this out there before we get into lifestyle, yeah. because this this will help, I think. Um, potential is the ability or chance for something to happen or occur. Uh, and it it's like this. A seed has the potential to become a full-grown plant, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a full-grown plant does not have the uh, potential to become an airplane. Okay. 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 Yeah, I like that. And so... Okay. and. In that same breath, an airplane does not have the potential to create a seed. Yeah. And sure. so if yeah. you if you look at potential in that way, all of us have this um, untapped potential yeah. in our bodies. Yeah. And basically what we're doing when we go through fitness exercises or a fitness regime. Yeah. And we're trying to get to that actual potential when the, mm-hmm. and then the potential actually becomes actuality yeah and not just potential yeah no, does that make good. any sense it does okay. yeah mm-hmm. so no, thanks for clearing mm-hmm. it up that's good so um, when we're talking about lifestyle things these are um actual things that can help us yeah reach that reach that potential, potential. yeah so okay. it's it's still critical for us to go through these um these opportunities i'll say as as we're working out or we're running or we're lifting i think it's important for us to still reach for the potential that we do not have and and that's kind of why we started yesterday's conversation a little bit with the what to talk about you know when we're talking about what we should discuss about this Mm -hmm. and somebody mentioned prs and i made the comment you know (laughs) prs are kind of like hair at this point to me it's less important with every passing day um (laughs) i love that (laughs) And, uh, well, I'm, you know, losing yeah. my hair, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, still sorry. it, it has to do with the potential for that PR, I think. Yeah. And then yeah. what I have to do to sure. make the, the actual process of sure. ma- almost meeting. like shooting for the stars. And yeah. You might land amongst the moon. Or yeah. Something like, something that. like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think like, and one of the big things that I see, especially as you're talking about potential, right. And that's kind of where we're at as we're talking about what is the maximum potential of where I could reach. I 
personally am leaning towards what I'm pulling out of that statement is the fact that there is an act within reaching. There has to be action. We have to give effort. Yeah. Um, you know, we can talk genetics. We can talk things that can help. We can have all the tools we want to build the machine. Yeah. But unless we get to work, it's not going to get built. Exactly. We have like no amount of genetics, no amount of anything will get us to a point where we are not required to work. Yeah. So another person, Dustin, you and I are, are about the shade of this wall right here, which is very white. Somebody else, uh, I'm trying about. to, yeah, I have people, I have friends who are very, very tan, but they don't get tan like that from sitting in a basement all day. They're, they're more predisposed yeah. to having, getting tan rather than sunburning like me and you. Um, but they don't Fair. get that tan unless they're putting in the work by being out in the sun. So same way, somebody else might be more genetically predisposed to have lots and lots of muscle mm -hmm. than you or I or somebody else. But if you don't put in the work, you're not getting it. Yeah. So that's uh, training is, is the number one uh, thing. So whenever we go about following a training program, we have to make sure that, one, it's going to be effective um, for the goals that we want. Um, but, you, uh, you know, are you doing the exercises that you need to do. So mm -hmm. first thing I wanted to talk about are, are you doing the hard movements that are going to help you build the most amount of muscle? Um, yeah. Are you skipping the squats? Are you skipping the hard mm -hmm. presses? Are you skipping mm -hmm. the deadlifts? Are you, and are, are you going in there and just going through the motion by doing a bunch of lateral raises and bicep curls and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what? No, I'm smiling because I, I try not to skip the hard lifts yeah. and I really do try yeah. to go through the lifts, but I enjoy some of the other ones of more than the, yeah. the yeah. hard lifts. You can do those. Just, I think, I think you're going to get, you're going to maximize your potential in the gym. If you're doing the exercises that are hardest to you. Sure. Um, like, like our big gross motor movements, like your barbell squats or your squats, your deadlifts, presses, yeah. heavy presses, like, heavy like rows. Those things you have to do what is going to give you the growth. Yeah, right. exactly. if, if my goal is to strengthen my legs, no amount of bicep curls is going to help me. No. Well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the like... Airplane can't we, turn into a seed. Airplane cannot <laughs> exactly. turn into a seed. Those bicep curls are not going to directly, you know, lead to my quads and hamstrings just, yeah. you know... Yeah, for sure. And the... massive. You know, and that's a single joint movement. Whenever we do our big gross motor movements, our yeah, multi-joint complex multi. exercises, you're working every part of the of, of the body. And um, you feel it the next day. Yeah. And this is the sentence that I, uh, that kind of sparked this whole interest of mine is, is I heard the sentence but that said, whenever you do things the wrong way or learn things the wrong way, your potential is capped. And so that's kind of, that's the basis yeah. of all of this is, okay, how do we learn things the right, how do we do things the right way to make sure that our potential is not capped? Yeah. So. Is that a technique thing of like back to form? And so it can, yeah. So when, uh, if you are doing a squat the wrong way, obviously your potential at increasing that squat number is way capped mm -hmm. if you're in. Yeah, without injuring yourself. Yeah, without injuring sure. yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, our body can only compensate so much before something else goes wrong. Maybe that's why I don't like running. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I, I mean, running I, is so technical. And I need people, a gate coach. Yeah. I, dude, seriously. I, it's if, okay. Yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah. Dustin's going to watch me. Golly. Wow. Okay. 
Don't doubt me. I'm not doubting you at all. I'm going to pay you double what I'm paying you now. Right. I, I can see the doubt in Joe's eyes. <laughs> no. Okay. You get on the treadmill and test that? Sure. Well, no. Well, no. yeah, yeah, no. okay. If you listen to our Next. episode last week, we were challenged to sprint against each other. Oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. And uh, I already lost, so, because it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, man. Fun yeah. times. Fun um, times. So potential is capped when you don't learn things the right way. Um, and that I think that extends to a whole lot of different areas of our life. Yeah, I really, for sure. If you don't yeah. learn the basics of mathematics, you will not be able to do complex math. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Um, if you don't, you know, if you don't learn how to formulate a sentence, <laughs> let me be careful as I speak. <laughs> right. If you can't articulate a sentence, then you will have trouble uh, later in life. Absolutely. With yeah. other things. Yeah. Like podcasting. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I could have a direct influence there, Adam. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. I hope. Um, yeah. So a lot of different areas of your life. And For so sure. I think as you're talking about these um, places in our life that we do have control over. Sure. I'm going to go back to my airplane because it's the most technical thing I can think of. Right. Um, okay. An airplane in flight has actually reached its potential. Okay. So yeah. if you're not... Okay. Okay. It, it yeah. ha- it's it's yeah, you're, actually found you're right. its potential. And so if you feel like you're not able to get off the ground, if you feel like you're stuck on the runway, if you're just taxing around, you know, doing circles uh, and you're wondering what it feels like to be in the air, yeah. you know, maybe you need to go back to the to the basics yeah. of your training or your lifting or get a coach or, or your a nutrition strength, yeah. or your nutrition. Um, because you're not reaching your potential huh. and you know that and you feel that somewhere deep inside of you, yeah. you know, like, man. Um, and I think that goes into what were we built to be in the first place? You yeah. Know, yeah. As images of God, we were created to be his likeness yeah. in his image and likeness. Sure. Yeah. And if we're not reaching that potential, then we're just kind of spinning our wheels and going, there's so much more I feel like I can do and be, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I'm not reaching my potential because I'm choosing poorly mm-hmm. along yeah. the way. Yeah. And, and, you know, not only an airplane in flight has reached its potential, right, um, but it, this just connected with me as you were explaining that every airplane that's up has to come back down land there there has to be maintenance so every once in a while it does not hurt for us like we are doing with this challenge that we've discussed since the beginning of the podcast for us to land the plane get refueled Mm -hmm. get the the maintenance we need so that we can maintain or reachieve stay at our maximum potential i like that that's good yeah there you go yeah um one of the things that we must do is eat right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We need refueled. We do. And we have to do it correctly. Yes. Which when, when it comes to building muscle, the biggest way that you can cap your potential is by not eating enough. Yeah, like oh my goodness. If if you're trying Don't to build muscle. <laughs> Soapbox. Okay. You know exactly who you are. And I'm not going to name the name, but I know he listens and he's a good friend of mine. Okay. We've had this conversation before. He's one of the guys I talked I told you about that was asking me for workout advice a while back. Oh yeah. Uh, oh Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. You got awkwardly close to his name. Oh really? Not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, but uh, you at least got the first letter. Okay. Anyway, so Jay 
as yeah. we'll call him. Jay was talking to me about how badly he wanted to put on muscle. And he gave me the whole, I continue to just shovel food, but nothing happens. And I asked him, hmm, do you lift? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, I, I don't. What does that have to do with anything? And so we got into this conversation about the purpose of <laughs> building muscle. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, like, what kind of calories are you taking in? He's like, well, I'm, I'm eating junk because I'm just trying to, yeah. trying to get fat. He's on a dirty bulk. And I was like, that's not what you need to do. And, and he and I, after talking, he, he started to realize, okay, so I really need to put more emphasis or thought into how much protein I'm taking in for one. Yeah. Um, I need to start lifting and putting my muscle that I do have through the paces so that it, it will adapt and grow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, over time like he has seen a little bit of a transformation but the biggest part of our conversation had to do with nutrition because when he started telling me the numbers and stuff of what he was at and then we started calculating what his like maintenance calories are and these things he's like i upped my calories by like 800 calories and i was like oh that's cool what did that put you at oh like 16 1700 oh gosh and i was like brother what <laughs> what well what do you mean yeah you're not eating enough calories to gain weight you're not eating enough calories to maintain, maintain. yeah and wow. uh so he was he was one that at the moment and that may be slightly excessive yeah that may be exaggeration for the purpose of the story however it works it you know that's that's kind of where we found yeah. ourselves was dude like you have to up your calories more than you think you do yeah, yeah. and uh because he and it started he started to realize it was fun to see him realize that he was undernourished he was not getting enough calories he was not getting enough protein he was not getting enough of what he needed yeah. in order to reach the potential that he was striving to achieve for sure yeah that's why going through periods of bulking and cutting is so important uh because if you're not giving your bodies those nutrients yeah. if you, especially protein protein is the building block of muscle we cannot build muscle without protein whether you want to do a vegan protein or or you know from sure. meat source that's a whole nother topic but if you're getting enough protein it doesn't matter whether where it comes from um generally you should be eating at minimum 0.6 to 0.7 times your body weight um in grams okay so just i mean easy Point calculation if you're 100 pounds if you're 100 pounds that's at least 60 grams but since i weighed yesterday most of us are are more than that Dustin's doing the math oh my gosh so you need sure. yeah you need to be at least eating i mean i'm i'm about 250 ish 260 ish right now I'll and i'm going for a minimum of 200 and yeah, I'll, that's I'll like round it. bare I, minimum i'll round it the minimum i just did off the numbers you gave me i need to be hitting 150 a day yeah minimal yeah. well yeah and that's, boy and so that's if you're not strength training i mean that's like the minimum if boy you need to be you need to be at least 0.8 or 1 0.8 or 1 yeah. so, so more chicken joseph more eat eggs more, eat more chicken <laughs> more meat joseph okay more bacon yeah. can i have more bacon yeah well no bacon's not very much protein in there well okay, so fat. I, i'm some with you i basically need yeah. to be at, at about 200 yep. a day minimum wow, wow. Man, I was undernourished. 50 more, Dustin. <laughs> 50 more Literally. grams of protein. That's a what day. the challenge was named about over. 50 more grams of protein. Perfect. 
All right, yeah. so all of us are Man. undernourished on protein except for Joe because he's doing his. Because that's, that's my all goal. he stinking consumes over well, here. Think with his about protein it. Protein shakes and is when protein is the focus of your meal. It is the most satiating macronutrient. It is the most filling, which <laughs> is means satiating, um, but it <laughs> it doesn't leave much room for a lot of crap whenever you're eating a lot of protein. Does it? So. Ha- does it help you sleep at night? <laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> no. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. But you know what sleep does is it takes off that cap of potential. So if you're not recovering, if you're not sleeping well, mm-hmm. you absolutely will be capped in your potential of muscle growth. Mm. So How much sleep a night should we get, Joe? At least eight. At least, at least eight. Not happening. Not happening. I know. I don't get it either, but science says you need at least eight. So, well, and I know we've talked about like the sleep trackers before and stuff yeah. at some point. Um, but like my phone's health app, right, yeah. tells me you were in bed for seven hours and 40 minutes. That's like my average. I cannot hit eight to yeah, save I, my I, life. I hit eight on the weekends, maybe. Um, maybe. As I yawns, but yeah, <laughs> as I yawn. Maybe. Yeah, but no, I I generally get about five and a half to six, and so yeah. I know that I'm capping my potential for muscle growth. But I also know that mm-hmm. um, with a wife whose love language is quality time mixed with quantity time, I don't get. Uh, I mean, I have to stay up late to be with her in the evenings, and you that's just what? what I have to do. We'll call it a sacrifice. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I know. Um, well, good for you, Joe. But anyway. yeah, yeah, well, good for you, Joe. That's exactly right. <laughs> for some of you, for some of you, um, substances are really capping your potential too. If you struggle with having those couple beers at the end of the day, um, that is obviously going to cap your potential. Especially, uh, I mean, and if you're counting calories and you're, and you're, you know, making that part of your of of your macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how many people that are drinking a couple beers every night are are counting your calories or counting your beers? Um, so if you're doing that, just I mean, and it's something that you just have to do. First off, yeah. let's let's uh let's break that down and figure out why you feel like you have to go towards that every night, uh, which is a whole other topic. Um, yeah. But obviously, know that it's going to cap your potential as far as muscle growth goes. There's, every time I look at that one dot in the gym that has the control substance abuse yeah. thing on it i think food <laughs> food is yeah. a substance yeah. abuse yeah. Abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah in in this terms or cookie in the terms dough. of that it's more talking about alcohol smoking vaping yeah. stuff like that cookie dough ice cream because well, that, yeah. a healthy body will put on muscle a unhealthy yeah. body will not yeah. sure all right sure yeah. fun times all right so um potential is a lot of things that are we can look to the future or ahead of us, yeah. but to find those potential, uh, to meet our potential, I guess I should say, to actually get to our potential. There's a lot of things that we must do and it's critical that we take these steps mm-hmm. to do that. For sure. Um, and I'll go back to one thing that you said, Joe, um, do things the right way. Are you doing things the right way? Are you learning things the right way? Correct way? Yeah. Um, I sure. go back to something, um, Hmm. that I learned when I was in seminary. Um, and I, I love that I took, um, theology as a degree plan, you know, right? because one of the things we talked about was if you can get God right, if you can get that right in the beginning, mm-hmm. then everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I realized uh, is a verse from Malachi three, six, it says for I, the Lord do not change. Um, 
that's the beginning of the verse. It says, I do not change. And so God has been God from the time that we ever knew about him. Yeah. Um, and so he hasn't changed one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. His his attributes, his character, all of the things, his love, his mercy, his justice, all of the things that we've talked about. Exactly. Are, they are unchanging. Yeah. His character is unchanging. Um, and we are the ones that kind of sit around taxing on the runway yeah. looking for potential in him. Yeah. that's always been there. Yep. And so it's one yeah. of the things that we look for in our fitness plans is the potential is probably there for many of us to do greater things yeah. in the gym or, you know, mm-hmm. at home or spiritually. And, um, we just got to find that a way to actualize that potential. Yeah. When I think about potential in my faith or in my walk with Christ, uh, for me, I don't know why, but it always comes back to obedience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I just think about when, when I'm going somewhere in my life and I choose to be obedient, my potential is skyrocketed. And when I choose my own path, I think my sure. potential is obviously capped. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's kind of where it goes. In my yeah. Head. And, and, you know, just like in our fitness journey, as we're striving for our max potential, we are, um, we're growing. It's a process. It doesn't happen immediately. It it is something that happens over time. In our faith journey, we walk through sanctification, mm-hmm. the process of being made to be or more lo- to look more like Christ, and uh, that's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. It's not something that we, I I believe that it's not something we ever get perfect. No, not, not on, on earth. Not on this side not of eternity. Earth, yeah, that's uh, right. The second that you know we enter into heaven and, and into perfection, obviously that that's a little different. That's yeah. where we go from sanctification to glorification, and uh, but up until that point, it's a process, and processes they're tough to go through sometimes. Absolutely, but uh, sometimes it takes some consistency. Yeah, yeah. working through it. Back yeah. to obedience. Back that's to right. discipline. Yeah. Um, so good stuff. I was, uh, I was in the gym yesterday and there was an older gentleman working out and he's pretty new and I was praising him like, Hey man, I'm I'm so glad you finally uh, started and come to work out. And he was like, you know what? I realized, um, I I didn't exercise for the longest time because I just, I just knew the Lord was going to take me whenever he was going to take me. And I didn't have a desire to, uh, elongate my life basically or my life expectancy. And then he said, you know what I realized is i I can con- I can control the things that I can control. And mm-hmm. so why not do that? And so control the things that you can't control in your life that's going to make you live longer and healthier and make the yeah. quality of life better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there there are people that are terminally ill that still choose to exercise because it improves their quality of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it's not all about just trying to live longer. But right. yeah. when you're exercising and you're eating well, your quality of life is enhanced so much. Yep. So much. And so I just like that story and I like the That's awesome. I like that conversation with him. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you got to do that. Well guys, yeah. thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of potential in this podcast today, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of potential. A lot, a lot of, of potential. potential. Well, um, if you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, please do that and um get hey, with yes. I want to challenge our listeners. Okay. Okay, so we see the analytics. I'm sorry. We see the analytics. People are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't see a whole lot of engagement. So if you listen to the podcast, like go comment on one of my posts there you go. and say, Hey, I listened and I really enjoyed it or something. I just, I just want to know 
that you're listening, because yeah. uh, I know you are. There's people out there that are listening, but I, I want to interact with you guys. And so sure. if you get this and you feel compelled to, please just re- interact with us on social media. And I, I want to get to know our listeners yeah. and, and who you are and, and what you're learning and all that fun stuff. So And sure. what you're eating. How about that? Oh, yeah. yeah, and what you're eating. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. There a little is, bit of accountability. Okay. I'm sorry for keep talking. No, There fine. is this one person that every – from uh, – uh, what's – Belgium – Belgium, Bel- what's the word? Belgium, what's, Belgium, yeah. Belgium. Every oh. single every single episode, we have one person in Belgium that listens to our episode. Shout out to you. And I know that there's only one person because there's there's like we have 28 episodes and there's 28 listens in Belgium. So I'm like, well, there has to be one guy. Message me. I want to get to know you. And I don't know if you hear this. Find the Belgian hello, person. I see you. Welcome to America, man. So and I really hope his name is Waldo. So well, Joe has oh his gosh. own personal game of where's Waldo. That's fu- uh, so I just looked it up briefly because I had to. Belgians are made up of two main linguistic and ethnic groups. The Dutch speakers are called Flemish and the French speakers are called Walloons. And so okay. we'd like to know Which what are you, you are. <laughs> are you a, a Flemish or a Walloon? Walloon. Okay. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm I don't sorry know if I'm that not. you are. He's probably cringing right now. I don't or know she. that you are, but it was nice knowing you while you were here. Right. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Come back next week and see what other linguistic uh, tongue right. twisters we can mishaps. get into. Yeah. <laughs> what other mishaps we can find. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives.